Hello and welcome to another episode of An Ocean of Ontological Light. I'm your host, Ron Wright. Today I'd like to talk to you, uh, entitled this particular message, Sacred Nonsense. <laughs> I want to talk to you today about this kind of uh, struggle or dichotomy that we experience living a spiritual life. And what I mean by that is we have a part of ourself that is connected to God, our spirit that enjoys the presence of God and and lives in spiritual realms, so to speak. But we, we also carry around, obviously, our mortal body and a persona in this world that experiences, well, just day-to-day grind. And very often there is this tension between what used to be called the sacred and the secular or you know the vital part of our spiritual life versus the kind of (laughs) nonsense of uh, day-to-day life and it's not that these two fields are completely separate because we are one being and uh, we experience both the spiritual and the natural at the same time and that's always how it's going to be so it isn't that these are two separate aspects of our life but they are distinct and it's important for us to learn how in our spiritual journey how to balance the spiritual and the, uh, the, the sacred and the secular the spiritual and the things that we have to take care of in in this world so i want to talk to you today about that in the apostle paul's life he draws attention to this kind of tension or struggle that he has in his life with living a spiritual life in in this world and he he talks about it quite often actually and he says uh, this is in second corinthians chapter 4 and verse 7 but we have this treasure speaking of his relationship with christ we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of god and not of us we are hard pressed on every side yet not crushed we are perplexed but not in despair Notice the the tension there. We're hard-pressed on every side, but we're not crushed. We're perplexed, but we're not in despair. So Paul is experiencing both sides of the equation, the power of Christ living in him, but also the tensions and trials of living in this this world. He goes on to say that um, a little bit later on in the same chapter, he talks about his outward man. He says, Therefore, we do not lose heart. This is a verse 16. Therefore, we do not lose heart, even though our outward man is perishing, yet our inward man is being renewed day by day. So notice that contrast. He says his outward man or his outward life is kind of falling apart and wasting away, yet inwardly in his inward man, in his relationship with God through Christ, he's being renewed every single day. When you remember back to when you were a child and look at where you are today, you've you've really done a lot of growing. That tiny body as an infant has become this adult one and has increased phenomenally, right? There remains in our being kind of a divine impetus of expression, growth, and development. In other words, we're wired to grow. And while we're all aware of our physical bodies, we have another body or another vehicle that we move around in. Just as our body is like a vehicle and we move from here to there in this physical body, we have a spiritual body. Mystical traditions have various labels or terminology for this more subtle and immaterial body. 
of course, as a Christian, that is the spirit or the spirit of Christ. Other spiritual traditions talk about a bliss body, an astral body, a spiritual body, a Buddha field. And I'm not going to get into all of, the, all of the meanings of those things. Suffice to say this, that the terminology isn't important, but the experience of knowing ourselves in God beyond physicality and moving around in that energy, this kind of spiritual vehicle, that is important. And so I want to touch upon this today of not only just thinking in your life that you're moving around in a physical body, but that you're moving around in a spiritual body. It is as much a vehicle as your body is a vehicle. It carries certain energies and essences just as your physical body does. Basically, the deal is this. We have an immaterial body in spirit that dwells in other dimensions and holds higher energies. This isn't too mystical. It's, it's a very practical thing. Just as we're aware of our physical body living in a physical environment, we also have a spirit. It's very clear in the scriptures. And that spirit of ours has specific energies and essences, and we move around in those things just as we do in our physical body. We can experience this body as our kind of inner spiritual environment in much the same way that we experience our physical body and its environment. Just as the body can be healthy or sick, fit or unfit, strong or weak, so our spiritual body can be in a particular condition. And a part of spiritual life is learning to maintain and give maintenance to um, our spiritual body, just like our physical body requires food and drink and exercise and fresh air and sunlight. Our spiritual body requires communion with God. It requires feeding on spiritual realities. It's a very important concept for us to experience. This immaterial body is not made, uh, our spirit, speaking of our spirit, that immaterial body isn't made of stuff, but kind of of immaterial essences. It, it grows, but not, not by the passage of time, like your physical body, but by the intention of a better, deeper consciousness. That's kind of important. Our body grows by feeding it. Our spiritual body grows by its intention to live in God. While your material body is made of energy and matter, your spiritual body is made of light. The Bible says that God is light. And actually, our spiritual makeup is made of that same light. And that light is experienced um, in, in our life in terms of a lot of positive energies. Things like love, joy, peace, wisdom. These are expressions of the light of our immaterial body or our spiritual body. Every time we choose to pay attention to these energies, our spiritual body grows stronger. Just like eating and drinking increases the strength of our physical body. Many mystics use the term the bliss body to describe this spiritual body because it really is experienced as an environment of perpetual and perfect joy. The thing is, 
your spiritual body can grow and become more developed. It can, can become strong and fit, just like your physical body can. It beca- can become a kind of energy or, or an aura around you, an energy field of love. And when it is, you experience kind of a new kind of spiritual fitness where you're experiencing compassion and joy and courage, kindness, intuition, etc. And you experience those things as a part of who and what you are. And that's a part of what happens when you begin to focus on this spiritual body. It actually begins to have a presence in your life. Not only can you sense it and experience it, but others around you can. There's many, many testimonies told of saints like Mother Teresa and other saints who just by their very presence, there was something peaceful around them. There was something energizing around them without them ever doing or even saying anything. This is a result of the impact of fitness of our spiritual body. Your spiritual nature shines through, right, this inner body as kind of an amplified field of spiritual energies. And when you experience this larger reality about your being, I mean, our physical bodies have a certain capacity, but they're very narrow. But our spiritual body, well, that's on another realm. It's a much larger reality. And you can become kind of a pilgrim who travels not only in the physical world, but in the spiritual world too, with your, with your spiritual body. Your physical body and persona walk in this material world with kind of all of its boundaries and limitations and weaknesses, but your bliss body or your spiritual essence abides in higher realms. And it's boundless there. It's limitless there. And there's a lot of energy Uh, that you can experience in tuning in to this spiritual body. Part of you walks in the very ordinary and mundane aspects of living, and a part of you, a much larger part of you, walks in pure lands of extraordinary and uncommon spiritual life. When you awaken spiritually to that radiant light of your spiritual nature, which is shining from Christ, you experience it as a much larger body of reality, and your whole perception about life changes. A lot of fear falls away because you no longer feel small and weak. On one hand, everything is experienced as kind of a perfect wholeness. Everything is sacred in an absolute sense, but on the other hand, you also experience everything as being kind of a nonsense, at least from the relative perspective of life, because nothing here in the physical and relative part of life lasts. Both of these senses, the sacred and the nonsense, can often dwell in our experiences simultaneously and continuously. I think there's a mistaken notion in the spiritual life that once you experience, you know, your spiritual life and you grow spiritually, you'll never sense, you know, the kind of weakness of of your physical body. The truth is in the spiritual life, we carry both bodies at the same time, our spiritual body and our physical body. The one, as Paul said, my my outward man is perishing. (laughs) So our outer body is, yes, it's day by day, drawing closer to the grave. 
it is day by day wearing out. But we have a spiritual body inside that actually is going in the other direction. It's getting younger, more vital, more full of health, uh, larger. It's, there's a, a non-ending growth pattern to our spiritual body. From the point of view of our spiritual essence, we experience everything as kind of a pure bliss and as a perfect wholeness in God, kind of an infinite sacredness because everything is in God and we sense our, our being melted there with God. This is how our awareness sees our ultimate reality and experiences our true nature. This is feeling life through our spiritual body or as the mystic said, our bliss body. Just as our physical body has five senses, our bliss body or our spirit can see God, hear God, feel God, smell, taste. It, it also has senses. They're spiritual senses, but they are senses. The psalmist wrote, taste and see that God is good. And there he's calling on us to use not our physical eyes and physical taste, but our spiritual eyes and our spiritual taste to understand the reality of God. When we exercise those spiritual senses and connect with our spiritual body, we are brought into the sacred realm of the Spirit of God. This realm makes us romantics and devotees and sacred technicians and numinous celebrants, architects of the divine. There is, there is just unlimited creativity in this realm of our spiritual bodies. This vision and experience also have another unexpected kind of consequence. Um, awakening also reveals, <laughs> I don't know how else, to, how else to say this, but it awakens and reveals the absurdity of life in this world, at least as we know it. Being a cog in the wheel of the world system of commerce and materialism and consumerism, I mean, it just leaves us seeing the utter nonsense and absurdity of the, the delusion of that separate me agenda of life that we've been grown up to believe in. Life on the level of the ego in physicality alone, it becomes seen as complete vanity very meaningless without its counterpart, which is the spiritual part of our life, which gives meaning and depth and vitality and purpose to our outward life. Everything in the physical world is it's impermanent and it's subject to aging and change and, and limitations. Yet traveling this road between and within the sacred and, and the nonsense is where mystics find the path to, a, to an enlightened society. This is how we journey in this unenlightened society that we live in. We walk in the sacred, living in the nonsense. And we are making sense out of the nonsense by living in the sacred. Rather than just trying to keep the sacred and deny the nonsense of the world, we find the best path is just one of living this balance with mindfulness and compassion and actually a bit of humor mixed in. 
Surrendering to the sacred and laughing at the nonsense is kind of a very auspicious wisdom that can carry us spiritually through this earthly experience with light footprints and tremendous compassion. Our compassion is almost fierce and our humor uh, is divinely contagious when we live in both the sacred and in the nonsense. The truth is that you and I walk through this realm in two bodies. The physical body that encounters the daily nonsense of life and the bliss body that walks in the sacred with God. Rather than colliding these two worlds like a train wreck, <laughs> we can make them dance in this kind of compassionate embrace. We can see the sacred in us and others, and we can also see the nonsense in us and others. In the one, there's a deep abiding contemplation of joy. In the other, there's humor. This harmonizing between the sacred and the nonsense can be kind of our spiritual work from day to day. We can infuse the sacred into the nonsense and we can invite the nonsense even into the sacred. We are both spirit and material. We have a physical body and we have a spiritual body and the, both of them together is an expression of God's wholeness. God became incarnate in man. He showed us the very value of human life and dignity by his own incarnation into a human life. So, how can we create an enlightened society as spiritual people and do that without aggression, without fundamentalism, without threats of vindication or justice? Well, we can walk in our spiritual body in pure lands than this one and we can saturate the mundane world that we live in of, of the nonsense. We can saturate it with the sacred energies of God's spirit of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. This is the work of spiritual alchemy. We bring transformation to the sacred nonsense of life. And this is how we create a more enlightened society. When, when you ask a mystic, a mystic, you know, what do you do for a living? <laughs> well, we reply, I work as a numinous celibate with sacred nonsense to create a more enlightened world. And that, that is the pathway of a mystic. We are here to make transformation happen in the physical world that we live in by learning to live in the sacred world of our spiritual body. Why? Because God is there with us. The Spirit of Christ is there with us. God's Spirit joined to our human spirit, making them one spirit. And in that sacred place, we live our physical earthly life from that perspective. And it begins a transformation on the very mundane level of our day-to-day -day living. The greatest contribution that we can make to a world of nonsense is by lives baptized into the sacred. And we can become bliss benefactors to the world. And that's what my challenge would be to you today.
to learn not just to pass through this world and walk in this world in your physical body, but what if you walked in your spiritual body? Everywhere your physical body goes, you're walking also in your spiritual body and making sure that these two worlds of the physical and the spiritual are colliding, but not in a train wreck, <laughs> in a sacred dance where the two become one. And that really is the challenge of our spiritual life. And that is where God calls us to struggle into go through our day-to-day -day and learn how to fine-tune that balance between the sacred and, and the secular. So anyway, I hope this is encouraging you today, give you maybe a, just a little bit different a perspective on your day-to-day -day living and how you could apply living spiritually and living in the physical world at the same time. I pray that God would give you direction and wisdom on how to do that in the very particulars of your life. We're all different. We all have different circumstances, different challenges, callings, gifts, and we all have to learn how to walk this out in our own uniqueness. And that's why we need each other. That's why I'm here on these podcasts to at least be able to speak a little bit into your life. And if you ever have questions that you have for me, you're always welcome to ask them and I can see what I can do to get back to you and help you with that. I'm more than honored uh, to be able to walk with you in your spiritual journey and and trust that something in these uh, podcasts is being helpful to you. Anyways, thank you so much for joining me again today in the midst of your sacred nonsense, and I hope that you take a deep dive into your spirit, find God's face lovingly looking back at you there. God bless you. Thank you for joining, and I'll see you next time on another episode of An Ocean of Ontological Light. God bless.